Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who has come up with a brand new drug. It's Richard Herring! Thank you, rap fans. Thank you. Welcome. I love to see you. Thanks for coming along. Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. But I was talking to uh, Peter Poles the other day. You know Peter Poles. Uh, He's the... uh, Host of the X Factor in Slovenia. We all know who he is. Might be Pales. He calls it Rahalastapa. So, I'm not running out. No, I'm not running out. I'm not running out. That's going well. Um, well, look, it's been it's been uh, quite uh, it's been quite. I've got a moustache. Yeah, I think I think I should say that for the people in the room. I do, I'm, I do know it's there. Uh, I'm doing uh, I'm doing just latterly for the last part of November. This I've grown this today. Uh, I've had a beard for the rest of the month, but for the last week of November, I've shaved down to do November. I did November in 2020, November 2020, and then four weeks, five weeks later, found out I've got testicular cancer. So a bit worried about what's going to happen if I do it again. So if you don't make enough money, they punish you. So I 
please uh, do sponsor me. <laughs> Check out November. Um, but you know, in the end, I did raise some. I raised quite a lot of money last time, and, and I was just raising money for myself. So it's quite worked out quite well. <laughs> quite nice. I said oh, I'll just keep it. They said that's fine. Um, <laughs> so th- there's that. Look, I've been. I've had quite a weekend. I uh, did uh, the, uh, the, the. This is the end of uh, November. We're recording this. If you haven't worked that out at home, it's going out a different time. Uh, and uh, I did the Hay Winter Festival, uh, and then I went to Manchester and recorded a secret TV show. I can't talk about that. It was last night, and then we had to drive back overnight, so I'd get back in time for this. It was almost like being successful. Uh, but <laughs> they were trying to make me... So I, I can't really talk too much about the show. They were trying to make me sneeze, because um, I've got a very loud sneeze, right? supposedly. And I, but then they said, can you film yourself sneezing? And I said, no, that's quite difficult. And I don't know when one's coming. And if you know it's coming, then you can't, you know, it goes away again, doesn't it? It's very much like an orgasm, isn't it, Dave? That's why, if you know it's coming, it goes away again. Uh, and uh, you can't predict it. could happen at any time, just like an orgasm, isn't it? It's exactly like an orgasm. Uh, and so they gave me some pepper on the show to see. And then I, I thought I threw the pepper in my face. They thought, oh, I'll take it like some snuff. And it was quite nice. I took a bit of it like snuff. And I, so then I got a line of it and I snorted a line of pepper, and I have to tell you showbiz people, you've been wasting your money and your time. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> I would advise. Because <laughs> it's a real kind of spicy hit you get off. It get quite high. Plus, they give it out for free at restaurants. So this, <laughs> this could save you a lot of money. So I, it's, it's sort of like snuff. And I have taken snuff. And I'm not that old, uh, but I used to, used to take snuff. Um, so there was that. So it's been a fun, a fun, busy weekend. Uh, I'm surprisingly not too knackered. Then my uh, my son uh, has tonsillitis. Which this morning he's been throwing up all night. Had tonsillitis, and then I was researching the guest for this week's show at ten o'clock this morning, and uh, then the email to tell me uh, that he couldn't make it. So because uh, his child's ill, my child's fucking ill. I'm still here. No, it's fair enough. We'll have him on it another time. So I'm afraid if you're expecting uh, Nick Mohammed, that um, he is not going to make it this time. But we do, we have a reasonable <laughs> replacement. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to have something to say about the replacement. Uh, he has replaced uh, once before, in fact, this guest. But we will, we will talk uh, about that again uh, in a sec. He was having a wee. I want to just make sure he's got enough time to do his wee. Uh, before and uh, I did and this weekend. Uh, I also completed 20 years of warming up, which is my blog. I've written every single day for 20 years, and no one gives a fuck about it. Is there absolutely no, absolutely not? No one, no one gives a fuck. And sometimes it's amazing. Every I've written a blog every, for every single day for 20 years. It's nearly 8,000 blogs. It's about 10, 20 million words. It's more words than 100 Bibles together. But uh, sometimes, you know, you do something remarkable that goes unremarked. And that is, uh, if you can't be bothered to go back and uh, read all of that, basically, I've managed to sum it up in four words. It's lost man gets found. That's, that's basically... That's basically it. Uh, so, look, we'll... Uh, but thank you for everyone who listens to... Uh, what, what reads that uh, blog. It did briefly do it as a podcast um, before deciding it was too much... But some people missed the podcast. There was a podcast. Do you remember the podcast of Warming Up, David? Do you remember it? Calculating, calculating. That was... Robot Voice was in it. That's where the popular character Robot Voice comes from. No? Okay, let's... uh, (laughs) We'll move on. Uh, My guest this week, got to make sure I get the right notes. 
and introduced by the right thing. I've got notes for about three or four different acts in here. Um, my guest this week is probably best known for his appearance on Celebrity Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but I'm amazed he was on that, and I can't wait to hear that. Will you please welcome the incredible Paul Chowdhury, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully he's there. He's not weeing. He's still weeing. Here he is. He's coming. Paul Chowdhury. Paul Chowdhury. There you go, Paul. How are you doing? What an honour and a privilege it is to be back here. It's lovely to have you back. What? Your last time I... Did you explain that? Yeah, well, uh, last time... We've had two people drop out of yeah. this uh, in, on the day. In the ten years of doing this, two people have dropped out on the day. Uh, last one was four years ago. Al Murray dropped out, again, due to a family emergency. And uh, you were in the theatre... Right, you were here. I t- uh, that's what I, I remember. Was at, I wasn't sure you did it. I was, you, I was at home. Were you? Were you doing home. your laundry? I think I was in between tour dates right. and you booked me because Al pulled out yeah. very last minute. Yeah. And you've never actually booked me on this I've podcast. I've never booked you on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then today, Nick Mohammed pulled out. Uh, yeah. And you thought, is there another brown comedian <laughs> you can book? I didn't even notice. I don't see colour. And I didn't even notice. Look, Muhammad, Nick Muhammad, <laughs> I and, and never... Paul Jodri. You think, <laughs> oh, they're very different types of comedians. <laughs> You're a racist, isn't it? I think to replace a brown person with another brown person is the least racist thing. <laughs> Are you trying to hit quotas on this? <laughs> <laughs> are, you this are you the book of... of of uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here or some shit. I mean... I literally, I'd said to my Avalon, I had to email Avalon and said, Nick Mohammed's dropped out. If there's anybody... Uh, Brown. If there's anybody... <laughs> they suggested you, and I thought, oh, but didn't we, didn't we get him in last time so much? Well, I replaced Al Murray then, so, yeah. uh, you know... He, he was not. I mean, he's a bit, he's a little bit brown. Is he brown? He's Indian, yeah. Al Murray. Yeah, a little bit Indian. It's a character, though, isn't it? Yeah. His real name's Al Mohammed. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, there's a lot of Nick Mohammed fans in tonight. So oh, if you could oh, just, they're very could, disappointed. If you could just try be a bit more like him, yeah. because he, I can't think of a more different. Act. Oh, hey guys, I'm Nick Mohammed. It's nice to, <laughs> nice to see you all. He went to Oxford and Cambridge, though. I think he, he went to Cambridge. Yeah, Cambridge. He went to Cambridge. Uh, and I went to, uh, I went to the states. Uh, I'm proper working class. I know. Yeah, it's a very classist industry. This isn't it. Well, yeah, I think there's a lot of isms in this industry that I hope. I think a lot of them are hopefully being broken down. Just tonight, we're breaking down. Well, yeah, you've really broken this (laughs) (laughs) by booking another brand. I mean, it's. uh, I don't know how many times we can talk about that. I think we've rinsed that joke. I think we've we've but um, I just I can sense the disappointment in the room. Because the, they haven't got Nick Mohammed, who's uh, uh, internationally acclaimed. Yeah. Um, well, but you are, but you know, he's a big actor. But you're, you're, uh, you're doing a lot of acting as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, uh, I can't actually mention what I've just been filming, right. can I? For but legal. that sounds exciting. But you've yeah. been in. Um, <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard what is backstage, and it's very exciting. Um, you've been in. Uh, Cru- Cru- you were in Cruella. Cruella with Emma Stone. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which I also. Legally, I'm not allowed to talk about. Oh, you're not. Uh, but we can. Uh, we could. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And then see what happens. Okay. 
And if you get sued by Disney, yeah. that's your fucking problem. It mate. is. It depends, what you, it depends what you say about it. Did you have, what, what were you playing? You were playing the restaurant, a restaurant owner? Why would you say... Why? That's what it says on IMDb. A restaurant. No, it doesn't say that. It does. It says professor. It doesn't. And you it? changed it to restaurant <laughs> owner. <laughs> Are you thinking I'm... of Nick? Nick Mohammed's not on the show. <laughs> Nick Mohammed is the guy. In he, plays the, he plays the restaurant guy. Nick Mohammed is the restaurant guy in it. In Cruella? No, I just. No, yeah. he was. <laughs> <laughs> you might have just. Oh, fuck, I've got the wrong page. Uh, there's that. You're in, uh, you're in a show called Devils. I was in Devils, yeah. And that was so. I, I didn't. I didn't well, tell us about Devils. What was it? Well, you, I want to hear about Celebrity Antics Roadshow, but let's talk. Let's talk uh, about Devils. In Devils, I was the restaurant owner. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you just got a restaurant that you, just, you let people film in it? If they, they put just you come in to my restaurant, they <laughs> say, <laughs> "Can I be in the film?" <laughs> uh, in Devils, I was um, a banker. Right. It was a, a Patrick Dempsey drama thriller for Sky. And I was a banker, and it was about the banking crisis. So I did ten episodes in season one, and then three in season two. Right. So, but it's funnier if I just said restaurant owner. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did that. Um, I'm a thespian. Yeah, I mean, you're doing. Yeah. You do, I, I really enjoyed you in uh, in Greg Davis's uh, The Cleaner. You yeah, I was in The Cleaner with the the first really episode fun. with Helen and Bonham Carter. Yeah. I was married to Tim Burton. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, I was playing the schoolboy in that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're very youthful looking. Yeah, I'm very versatile. You are. <laughs> like, you know, Prince Andrew. I'm quite, quite, <laughs> quite you know, I play different characters. Okay. Just, uh, I was sort of surprised to realise, I mean, I should have realised, I've known you for a long time. You seem very youthful to me, and I kind of had you in my, in my head, I had you bracketed in the... In the thirties, maybe maybe just hitting forty, but you're you're you know, close. Well, should we let them decide? Yeah. Uh, how, old you... You, how old do you think Paul Chowdhury is? There's a little bit of a clue. That... How many? Twenty six. It was twenty four. It's close. Yeah. He was close. He was close. Twenty twenty three. Twenty four next next year. Yeah, he's very young. He's a very young, forty uh, eight year old <laughs> man. Forty eight years old. Yeah. I've had a lot of work done. Have you? No, I haven't had any work done, but. Um, <laughs> Looking at Madonna's pictures recently. Yeah. Have you seen her face? I mean, I have. But that is prime example of, you know, when, like, I hope this, we can cut this out if it doesn't work. Okay. But people are judged by their appearance and they get away with being quite hot when they're young. Like, yeah. I've never got away with that shit. <laughs> but when, you know, when men or women are young and youthful, they get a different treatment. Yeah. And then as they get older, the looks tend to. Fade. They can. They yeah. can. I do, yeah. Well, they didn't get that on the podcast. I pointed at Richard. <laughs> I think they picked it up even, <laughs> even in audio. I think that pointing was. And, and that's the problem. And then she's people are treating her differently as yeah. a sixty-four-year-old woman, and she's had a lot of work done, and she's TikToking and twerking. Yeah. In, it's, I, I, you don't really want to see a sixty-four, and that's a prime example of treat everyone like a piece of shit, and then you, they won't have to make those adjustments. Yes. Would you get any work done? At, you know, you, you... Um, no. I would, I would, I would sometimes have a moustache on my face. Yeah. Just, uh, That's not technically work. No. I've had a facelift in that I case. Think, I think growing a beard's a great... You know, actually shaving off the beard reminded me of why I have the beard. 
because it's a great way just to cover up most of your face, as 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 you were doing. So well, you can it, make see there's what, a lot of uh, yeah. hanging fat under here that it. Oh, thanes man. It hides, it, for me, it hides. Oh, the, it's, it's like a bollock, isn't it? Yes. Well, that's you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit insensitive, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying your face looks like one of my bollocks. But it's. Um, what it does, it, it diverts attention away yeah. from the features that you aren't as comfortable with. Sure. So if you have a moustache, yeah. people won't look at other parts of your face, like uh, you've got a massive nose yeah. or busted teeth or some shit. They look at the beard. It takes that attention away. Yeah, well, yours definitely. I mean, it's a very fine beard. Oh, I mean, I remember before you had a beard. Is it? Yeah, I remember before you had a beard, but it's a, it's a very different... The moustache is... You know, yeah, it's a curated moustache. Yeah, this takes... This, this is, you know, proper Movember, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It takes a... I mean, a lot of audience members have got beards. Uh, this young lady in the front row. And... <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? I did. It's a good, good, good trick, that. It was good. Although these days you wouldn't be able to get away with jokes. You can't get away with that anymore. You're going, you she could be... technically have a beard, and, yeah. it, and we shouldn't laugh at that. Yeah. Just to... It's not acceptable to laugh at a woman with a beard anymore. It isn't, so you've got to be careful. got to so, be very um, careful. Tell us about... I can't imagine you on Celebrity Antiques Roadshow. Why not? I don't know. I just, well, partly just having sat down with your five minutes here and the things that have come out of your mouth. I just can't see them editing around you very, very easily. <laughs> it was primetime BBC. Yeah. And I'm very primetime, very... Fam- My tour show is called Family Friendly really? Comedian. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I mean, want to... that's not enough just to call it that. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's not enough to go, it's my show, it's called Family Friendly Comedian, and it's just full of all this sort of filth and disgusting stuff that isn't family friendly. In that's fact, not that's what... sort of the worst thing you can do is to call it that. <laughs> well, that, yeah, then yeah. families have attended uh, and walked out. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably the drawback. But anyway, yeah, so how did it go? Was... Who, who were you teamed up with or who you were against on select? Who you were against? Al Murray, the... Were you against Al Murray? Yeah. Wow, okay. Al Murray, yeah. It was, yeah, it's coincidentally Al yeah. Murray, yeah. Who I was replacing. Yeah. On the, on the, <laughs> <laughs> Nick Mohammed. Uh, and then, no, it was, it, was, it was up against Al Murray, and I thought I was in trouble because yeah. he studied history at Oxford. Yeah. Uh, with you, didn't he? Yeah, he was the year below me, actually. Oh, he was the year below you, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, he, he knows his history. He really and, does. Uh, uh, it was a tough one. Yeah. I'm not sure if I should reveal who won that. Because you go up against... The road trip is different to the road show. Because okay. the road trip, you get given an antique car, a classic car, and you drive around the country, and then you buy stuff at, like, proper shithole. You know, like these... You know the places that sell antiques? Yeah. And they are shithole places. <laughs> like, proper, and, and I turn up, and I'm trying to bargain with them, and, and then you negotiate, and then you have to sell them at this auction yeah. in another shithole with these old... <laughs> Old people there in the afternoon, yeah, and, and they're like, "What the fuck are they doing here, trying to buy this shit?" I mean, I don't know what the, the lives these people lead. Yeah, and then uh, you sell it. Whoever sells it for the most crack money wins the episode. Yeah, did you win? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you beat Al. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, you should yeah. know, but it's, he's he's so posh. He doesn't. He knows the, how old something is, but he doesn't know what it's worth. Probably. Well, he comes from money. Yeah. I don't come from money. No. He's old money. I'm no money. <laughs> so, you know, I know I had to, you know, I'm a hustler. You don't hustle. Yeah. I'm a hustler, you know. Well, I grew up on the streets, as you know, so we had to... That was the survival was 
just to eat was a difficult thing in the 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is the audience just not being quite <laughs> able to decide whether they're allowed to laugh for that or not. That's why I was yeah. laughing. Yeah, I grew up on the mean streets you of Edgware. Yeah. They are pretty mean streets. Yeah. You were in a house, though, right? It wasn't just literally on the no, street. No, I was, I was living on the street. Wow, I was in tough. I was in the house in the, in the evenings, but yeah. in the street. <laughs> in the daytime. <laughs> oh, dear. So tell us about the, the tour. What, what, what is in this family-friendly comedian show? What, well, are, you, are you genuinely making any attempt to, to go mainstream? Yeah. 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 I talk about having... I want to become a mainstream... Entertainer, yeah, um, like Ant and Deck, yeah, not the one, not the one that drinks and drives. The other one <laughs> who does cocaine and prostitutes. I want to be like that. <laughs> I want to be like that one. Um, so that sets up the show, yeah, quite nicely. Um, or I want to be like Philip Schofield yeah. before he jumped the queue. <laughs> I want to be like the old Philip, not the new one. Yeah, um, the straight. Philip Schofield. So before he came, before he came out, yeah, and before he jumped the, the family friendly yeah, one. The family friendly one. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's a good point. It's a good point, well made. That, yeah. You know, the the lives of these people who are the family friendly entertainers, yeah. and they're the are... most depraved bastards around. <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously, uh, cut that out for the podcast. Um, <laughs> I think that's fine. <laughs> well, you know, but showbiz has been full of uh, you know people who are family friendly entertainers who've turned out well, to be. <clears throat> We grew up in a different era. We did, but yeah. Uh, in the 1940s were a bit very different time. <laughs> but children's entertainers as we knew them, we don't even have to repeat the names no. of John Leslie. <laughs> Notorious Blue Peter presenter. Yeah. Rolf Harris. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> One of the things I talk about in the show is how has how has um, Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and Jimmy Savile got a Netflix show before me? <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. You are. How many people do I have to kill to get a Netflix series? That's a good question. Even Prince Andrews on The Crown. Yeah. True. How have I not got a Netflix show? It is true. What do I have to do? <laughs> what did want... you do? <laughs> well, I've not got... No, I can't get any Netflix. I've, I've had to do... And ev- you've done some de- depraved things I've in your life. I've done some terrible things. I'm not allowed on any of these... On any of these sides. You had to start do, your own podcast. I do, I do my own stuff. because they, they, I'm still asking them to... The gatekeepers to let me in. Yeah, but you don't... You know, you don't need to. I mean, you... The, you know, you're uncancelable. Cancelable. That's easy for you to say. It is. <laughs> because you know you you'd ever you're just performing live. If theatre said they didn't want you, I suppose the only is if you did something so bad that theatre said we won't book him. But apart, you could still perform, right? You still do. You used to do podcasts. Well, yeah, I used to. Uh, <laughs> but now we live in an era where you could be the most cancelled human being on the planet, yeah, and they'll put you on the biggest platform on a reality show. Yeah, it's incredible. The world, these commissioning editors, how spineless they are, um, who would let disgraced MPs, who are still sitting MPs, on the biggest platform in the country. Yeah, I mean, it's an, it's an, you know, we, this has come up earlier in the series, but it's it's an interesting thing, and it 
you know, you do start that you do, when you're doing shows on TV, and then you suddenly think, oh, is Matt Hancock going to be a guest on a show? You know, you don't know if you were doing the Jungle Show, and then you just turned up and Matt Hancock's there, and you weren't, you didn't know he was going to be in. The, I kicked the fuck out of that guy. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here, you cunt? <laughs> what piece of shit booked this guy? I never got a call, but he got paid four hundred thousand yeah. pounds to do a show like that. Four hundred thousand pounds, and he's, uh, and you know, this is the guy who um, he was. Tr- he got caught trying to get fish fingers and then shit on his fingers. I mean, the guy's a piece of shit, and I, I know, but we want to see what he's like. We want to see if he's like. I don't give a fuck what these politicians are like. I just want to know if they're good politicians. Yeah, that's. I don't want to hang out with these people. They're supposed to be running the country. Who cares? You don't, they don't care what I'm like backstage. They yeah. care what I'm like on the stage. Sure. We ain't going out for dinner afterwards. <laughs> Me and this bearded woman ain't meeting up afterwards. <laughs> we ain't swapping beard techniques. That's it. It's the stage. Unless, of course, the, what you do backstage is so depraved that it should yeah. be cancelled. But no one really cares. Why do we want to know what he's like? For no, it's a good reason? question. But I think that, you know, all the points you're making there are fantastic because, you know, they, you you probably wouldn't... I mean, you have been on TV shows and there are, you know, you've been on Celebrity Antiques Roadshow, which is it's sort of a surprise. But, um, but you know, it, it is it, because of your act and what you do live, I think people might be cautious about booking you. But what you're doing, like, you know, you're doing a comedy show in which you will, you know, you do. You, there are no holes barred, really, and you'll talk about any subject, but but in a satirical way, I think. But but what you're saying is all those other people who are family entertainers, you know, well, have, yeah. have done things in reality that aren't jokes in reality, yeah. <laughs> and that they they manage to PR their way. Through. It is well, very exactly. interesting. That. It's interesting because if I was saying the stuff I say on stage at Parliament, yeah. <laughs> there's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is on a comedy stage, and the show is titled as a comedy show, so the th- you know, automatically the threat has been. Demor- it's been you, there's no this isn't real <laughs> they're yeah. jokes what these fuckers are doing is real and there are manifesting problems that result off the back of what they do their actions have consequences sure now I don't think my actions on stage have serious consequences to the extent that the the conservative parties do no I might be going into realms here that are, you know that it's not it's actually not funny but if you can make it funny on stage for me to ridicule the hypocrisies that the country is being led in, then that's the issue I'm talking about. Yeah. But yet, you know, why am I seen as controversial on stage? I'm not really that controversial. I'm just the average Nick Mohammed. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely build this as being still being Nick. Yeah. Keep... And we won't mention that issue. And let's see how his career goes. We could, we could, we could take him down. Well, if you actually advertise this as Nick Mohammed and put my face on the actual <laughs> PR yeah. plug, and they probably wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> um, but I think when I was, you know, when I started stand-up in the late nineties, uh, at, at that point you'd already been doing it for thirty-five years. <laughs> and when, but um, it, it was there wasn't much diversity within the entertainment no. field, and um, they, there was no box ticking going on. So I was kind of ignored for a lot of things. Yeah. It, it, but the fact was, I was doing stand-up as I knew it, as a British, in, you know, I'm Indian of heritage, but born in London. I'm a North London working-class man 
boy then. And uh, that was my experience. But all of a sudden, it's like, well, you're not. That, yeah, that's, not that's not what we need you on TV for. In fact, I couldn't even represent India because I don't know enough about it because I'm a Londoner. Yeah. But that was what the TV people see you as. You become... At that point, I really re- I realized that actually my race is is quite a big factor now in the entertainment field. Yeah, and now there's diversity quotas. They have to have one person of an ethnic background, one woman, one. It's very diverse. It, it's strange. We, we're not just seen. It's not seen as just on your own merits. You know, I'm doing. Right. I love audience. I like live, live audiences are where I thrive, but that, unfortunately, that's not how TV works. No, but do you you really miss that? Because I feel like all the stuff you're saying really is TV's going down this sort of sinkhole of not really being about comedy, whereas you're out on stage and performing in huge venues and selling out. Which which big venue did you sell at? Wembley or the O2? I did Wembley Wembley. last last tour, yeah. Yeah, so you sold out Wembley. I mean, that's, to me, as a stand-up comedian, that's what... uh, People are doing TV in order to be able to sell out Wembley. If you can sell out Wembley, you don't need to do TV, do you? Well, no, I mean, you know, TV, what, what is there to do on TV? Exactly. Unless you have a good vehicle. Yeah. Most of the vehicles, it's a, it's a dying format, unfortunately, and that's why they have to go to the extremes of booking disgusting MPs on these yeah. shows to, to essentially troll the public into watching the show. Well, yeah. absolutely. I mean, they're not even really hiding that fact. You know, well, if, it's if, just... if it's newsworthy, that, he's paid for it. He's paid for his fee in the, in the amount of publicity, and we're still talking about it. Yeah, now we're talking it's about over, it. And you know, we're still so they're, they're getting the they're getting exactly their money's worth out of out of that guy. And mm. maybe maybe it'll turn out that he has a showbiz career, or maybe he'll come out and we'll find out. People were, I think, a lot of people were voting for him just to piss off what they perceived as people who would be annoyed by him still being in. Well, yeah, uh, and and that's what people think is is if because people haven't been affected by the last few years. Yeah. Fortunately for those people, that's a, you know, that's a good thing for them. But for the people who have been affected, it's not something... We've lived through essentially a war. We've lost more people in the last few years in this country than essentially a war. Yeah. So t- to be thinking, oh, this is really... I'm, I'm really pleased for, to upset people who have lost loved ones and, and have their lives turned upside down. This is going to be a great thing to do. I, I, it's not something I would find funny or as a human being, forget on stage, you know, we're doing jokes on stage about things. It's very different to people who have been heavily affected by what what people's lives are still affected and and they'll never be the same, mine included. So I find it quite offensive, in fact, and and, and comedy doesn't offend me, but things like that I find uh, abhorrent. Well, you know, people don't... I mean, that that kind of person who just thinks, oh, let's try and mm. piss off people we don't like. Yeah. And they're not, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not, the kind of people who go to the World Cup dressed as in Crusader costumes when it's in the Middle yeah. East. I mean, if they were making some point about human rights in the Middle East, that might be something, but they're not. They just don't even realise that that's an offensive thing to do. Yeah, and, um, and then commenting on their regime and then going out there and taking the money. If we're going to comment on the regime, all right, you've got to follow it through. You can't just say, oh, it's terrible. Like, and then you're sitting out there commentating and, and, taking, the, and taking the money. Obviously, you had the yeah. com- you've had conversations about this before, but you know, people have said when we hosted the World Cup, homosexuality was illegal at the time. And yeah. it was, but it was the 60s. It was a very different time, and things have moved on. But how, how do you, you... You just don't go. Yeah. If, if this was uh, some kind of homophobic, racist, sexist 
podcast, I would think, you know what, I'm going to let that go. And sure. I'm going to sit there with Richard Herring <laughs> and, and just talk to him and, and, and kind of put that in the back of my mind. I wouldn't be able to sit here. Cause but then, what if I gave you £10 million pounds a I'd, year to come on the podcast? I'd, I'd sit here. <laughs> and, <laughs> but you wouldn't, you wouldn't give me £10 pounds to be on this podcast. This is the irony of... <laughs> But then, no, you know, playing in an arena like this is yeah. very rare to sell out arenas. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. It's an incredible thing. Um... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's, I'll ask you, uh, I'll ask you an emergency question. Well, let's, let's, let's go away from this. Although very valid what you're saying and... You know, people profiting. I mean, if it, you know, I think, I, what I would say is, I agree. I feel like it was a war situation uh, in, in in every terms. COVID was a war situation. We were all going through. The country was going through something together. In any, in a, if it was World War Two, there wouldn't be people going. Oh, you know, I'm going to give my mates the arms contracts, and I'm going to. Mm. We're going to try and we're going to boost this business. If it, if it was World War Two, no one would be trying to make a profit. Everyone would be just trying to get the country through those five years. This was two years, and we should have all just been coming together and going right. Mm. We've all got to get through this together. Let's make sure everyone. Let's make sure the NHS are paid properly from now on, and let's make sure no one's making billions of pounds out of this. Even so, if you take the money out of it, the investigations haven't taken place yet. Yeah. The, the inquiry hasn't taken place. You know, uh, let, let, that's the vote really of when the inquiry takes place. Because obviously, it's, at the moment, it's a public opinion of what's happened, and 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 that's how he's being judged, and and the party yeah. a, as a whole. But once the inquiry takes place, unless the inquiry is corrupt, we need to find it rather than hey guys, let's you know, ITV, we've got a re- great idea. Let's <laughs> let's get you know, let's get uh, Nigel Farage <laughs> on the show about <laughs> eating in certain restaurants. <laughs> 
ethnic. I, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's not a great example that, but. But no, but it, but it's become it's become it's be, you know politics has become entertainment anyway, and that's that's why you ended up with Boris Johnson and Nigel Farage. That's the popularity. It's be, it's all becomes part of the same thing, well, and people yeah. are unable to distinguish between the two to an extent. I think that's true. So Matt Hancock going into the jungle is just oh, mm. that, isn't that funny? You know, isn't this funny? Isn't, you know, and people aren't connecting the dots and think well, a lot of people are, and a lot of people are very angry about it. Well, pot, they say politics is um, is entertainment for ugly people. Yeah. You know, but he's come out. Some people find Matt Hancock sexy now. Yeah, this is what I don't. I, I want to see him do the tasks. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see him eat monkey testicles. <laughs> I want to see a monkey eat his testicles. <laughs> That's when I'd tune into that piece of shit live on TV. I'd vote <laughs> for the fucking monkey. And apparently today we can't call monkeypox monkeypox anymore, right? Because it's offensive. Yeah. Monkeys have complained <laughs> that you, monkey, they've been. You know, this is where we are now in the world. Uh, yeah. But yet, that's not. He's not offensive, you know, to ITV. But uh, yeah, calling monkeypox monkeypox is not offensive. Yeah, it's, it'd be, you know, it's, I was thinking it is interesting if you if I turned up at the TV show I was doing yesterday and they said, oh, and the other contestant is Matt Hancock. What would you know if you didn't know that in advance? Which sometimes you don't. What would you What would you do? Because I don't think I don't. I wouldn't want to do a, a TV show. I've, I've been on a TV show with Nigel Farage, but not at the same time. Right. And even that, I found like, oh, I'm finding this extremely awkward that I'm in a green room with Nigel Farage. But actually, to be in a you know in a comedy show with someone who you don't don't, mm. don't think belongs in a comedy show, it's, that's a difficult decision to. I mean, I was offered the. I'm sure you were as well. I was offered to be on the Katie Hopkins. Show where oh, they, no, she, never, offered, she would never talk to me. Well, that's maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe there was a reason for that, but you know, I didn't. And they were throwing a lot of money around to mm. people to do that show, and I think most people said no, and I certainly said no. Yeah, them guys never really spoke to me, uh, right? Because I would have, yeah, I tend to give it back, and uh, yeah, they're, they're not really comfortable with because you know, you're a middle class white man, I and, sure am, and, and, and you'd feel uncomfortable in that situation and almost surrender to, to their bullshit. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I come from the streets. And, I know. Uh, that's, but, see, the Nigel Farage thing is interesting because at that time, uh, it's almost that the people who voted for, for Hancock are the same people who voted Brexit. It's the same type who can get duped into, into almost believing the bullshit. Yeah. And... Um, Nigel Farage at the time, David Cameron wouldn't speak about immigration or anything because they were scared to be considered racists. So Nigel Farage is going all out talking about immigration policies, etc. And and then the wrong people then voted because the other people don't want to talk about or address it. But now it's kind of gone the other way, isn't it? Where now the Labour, well, Labour and Conservative especially are talking about to the extent where it's um, immigration has become the taboo subject, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, Labour seem to be sort of saying the same things as the Tories well, about, all, yeah. about it, which is I think's weird. So they're all they're all pussyfooting around, terrified of pissing off. But they weren't the racists. Doing, yeah. I think you know, which is sort of a well, they almost have, even it sounds racist now, though, doesn't it? Yeah, about you know, Suella Breverman and, and Pretty Patel. Even the rhetoric from the Conservative Party does sound racist. Yeah, but do you put a brown face forward to say? 
immigration. It's it's a difficult subject. I'm not a politician, and I don't know why I have to say that. It's obvious I'm not a politician. <laughs> but um, when you do get a Farage coming forward, then you will get the backing. Yeah. And 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 then David Cameron fucked up big time and just left. Yeah, I think we can say that for certain. <laughs> uh, I, I may have lost people in the audience now by. Uh, well, you, you know, you're in a new sort of... I saw you talking to uh, Christian Guru Murphy and, and he was... Sort of, you, were, you were very serious in that, in that ch- chat as well with him. He was quite surprised about Though, after having talking to you, he did start calling co- conservatives cunts and stuff. So I think you, <laughs> I think you may have had some effects yeah. on him. I taught him well. <laughs> it is. Yeah, Christian Guru Murphy has been at Channel 4 News since the, for the last 25 years. I think your comedy's always... You know, you're... There's always been this edge to it, and there's always been this uh, political element to it. But it, but it's so knockabout and silly and rude and offensive that I think it's it's maybe surprise. You know, it shouldn't be surprising, but maybe people might be surprised to hear you talking sort of quite seriously about. Yeah. Subjects. Well, I'm not left wing or right wing, and I don't, I don't. My, that's not where my comedy comes from. But where comedy now is, that you, you have. They want to know your political viewpoint. What I want to know from a comedian is, is he funny? Yeah. That's the main objective. Are you funny? I don't care. I'm not there for you. I'm not going to vote in any direction you tell me to vote in. That's, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to be amused as the audience is. So that's the most important part of comedy. But now it's TV commissioners want to know your political viewpoint to, yeah. to your comedy. Why? Why has that now become a thing? I'm, I, don't care. I don't have to agree with what you say. You may even say some of the most sexist, homophobic thing, whatever. But is it funny? But, you know, that's the, the point is, you're not going out there to be... It's, it, you, the ironic take with comedy, the twi- twists and turns, hopefully that's not what I'm putting across in my comedy. I'm not out there being sexist, homophobic, racist or anything. These are comedy... These are vehicles that you can use w- within a comedic world. Yeah. And, and you can use it to, to twist people around and, you know, turns of phrases, linguistics within... The scientific study of language is very important with stand-up. Yeah, and I feel like it's good... To, I mean, it's good to be in a position as a comedian. And there are, there are very good comedians who do take a very political stance, so it's, it's not like... No, nothing in comedy is... It has to be this way. Mm. But I think if you're, if you're basically, you know, not nailing your colours to any particular mast and looking for the funny in both sides or yeah. every side or just this seeing what's ridiculous, that seems to me more what a comedian should be doing than, than saying... You have to think like me, or I'm, exactly. I'm going to joke about this, but you mustn't joke about this subject. Exactly, like you know, let's just take the first example: the woman with a beard. Yeah. For instance, now somebody, you know, you're really transphobic. No, I wasn't transphobic. It was a point where I was being funny, and yeah. that was the whole point of that bit. But then when you get, oh, you know, you couldn't, you shouldn't. Do, that's not, no, that's not what we are. That if if that's what you're reading, that's your problem. Yeah. I'm not here to offend. Offense, you're, you're feeling the, it's not what we're doing up here. No, well, I think in that particular place, if you were, if you took that that way, you would be, you'd be digging for. You, that's what you'd be digging for offense rather because it wasn't in the intent. I don't exactly. think of what you're saying. So that's that's the key thing. But, but comedians, are, we're still able to. You know, you're still very much able to do whatever you want to do. You're, you know, you're joking about every subject under the sun, really, in your shows, and um, and no one's stopping you, and the audience are enjoying it, and and that's the the test of it, as long as your audience is there and enjoying it and paying to come back. It's sort of, it's a self-policing system. 
Yeah. Um, li live comedy is where I think the best comedy is, is when it's live. And uh, TV doesn't show that. You, yeah. you won't see uh, real comedy on TV. What, what are stand-up shows are on TV these days? Well, there isn't much. But then that's, you know, that's what people have to yeah. realise. You know, it, it, it is. But I think that's always been the case. It's, you wouldn't... TV was much more, you know, safe, really, in the old days. And then there'd be an occasional show that was a bit more risky. But it's nothing compared to going into a club and seeing what people are talking about. Yeah. So I guess if, you, if, you were gro if you've grown up looking at stuff that's on TV and then going to a comedy club, you might be astounded by some of the, some of the stuff yeah. that people talk about. But again, you don't have to go and see it. And, you know, if, if enough people don't want to see it, it'll, it'll disappear. In the same way that the 70s sort of racist comedy it fell out of fashion and nobody mm. wanted to see it, Thing, the audience will decide what they want to see. Well, there are the comics now still being racist on stage well, using the words that you technically are illegal to use. Yeah. But they're using the monster and comics that are, are playing rooms like this and that me and you both know. Yeah. Um, but do I go and see it? No. You know, it's that that's the... Can we go into this territory? <laughs> should, we, should we discuss him? We can do if we discuss anything you like. But, uh, yeah, you know, but I, I think people... I think you know what I'm talking about? I, well, I think so, yeah. Well, but, yeah... <laughs> I mean, there are people who definitely use those words, but where, but you know, in what? Not many people do now. And so the person yeah. I'm thinking you're thinking of talking about is doing it in a way I think that is um, he's the lowest of the low and, and fighting out, out against everything. So he's well, it, yeah, he's the yeah. Life is kind of, but then it's people like that. See, it's blaming. It's almost the blame, isn't it? Going back to the old joke, they're coming over and nicking our jobs. Yeah, um, which can is used in certain other like, what what jobs are you talking about? But it's people like him who have that viewpoint. But then, when it's done on a comedy stage, the question is: is it acceptable? Yeah, I mean it is. But then that's the question that we yeah. could say that about everyone's material. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so you know. when he was count, you know, cancelled. Was that you know that I, I was uh, I, it was a questionable decision yeah. by the, the Edinburgh Festival, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, it's talking yeah. about Jerry Sadovitz, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, because <laughs> then suddenly I thought, oh, well, is it Andrew Lawrence? No, sorry, it's, it's, it's Jerry Sadovitz. I you know. I don't. I don't think the Edinburgh Fringe should be censoring anyone from saying something. I think well, exactly. The, yeah. I think the audience. The can audience decide, should decide um, what's going on. But and, then, do you book um, Roy Chubby Brown? Why has he been banned from everywhere? I mean, I wouldn't book him if it was... If, you know, I think people still have the freedom of choice to... If it was my venue, I wouldn't book... But uh, he does this would. podcast on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> I might, you know, I might. I, I have people on here I don't agree with. Well, thanks. That's, that's why you're here. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm deeply... I'm, deep, I'm a deeply racist man. <laughs> and I, I'm I, I've known that for 25 years. Um, but you know, and I think, but I think we should be, you know, comedy should be talking about stuff and 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 trying stuff out, and should be in a, and should be feel safe to do that. Yeah, but I've I never... mean, I think you're you're you know, you're one of the most, you know, you're one of the in this in the noughties, a lot of comedians were doing stuff like you're doing. I think you're still doing that stuff that a lot of comedians are now think. Oh no, I better not go near that subject just in case. I'm not saying you do, you know, you know. I think you think you're thoughtful about why you're doing it, and there's a reason you're doing it. But you've stayed true to that 
older version of yourself, I'd say, and that you would st- you still will do jokes about the subjects that some comedians wouldn't do well, jokes about. Yeah, stand up in its purest art, yeah. in its purest form, and uh, I'm not a sellout. You know what I mean? So, what, but when I was doing like my first DVD, "What's Happening, White People," in 2012, yeah. even that phrase, which was funny at the time, was considered. Oh, we can't say that. You know, I was like, it was. I was a, a younger British Asian guy, just playing with race and playing with certain, and and it was seen as contra- controversial at the time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a lot of people started doing that kind of comedy, and. Uh, it became the norm almost uh, because at that point, you know, a British Indian act hadn't done Live at the Apollo. And, I'd, and that was weird. At 2012, that hasn't happened right, yet. Right, yeah, that is... That is you know, weird. that's literally 10 years ago. And uh, I used to perform here f- for a week, a run and stuff like that. So I found it strange that um, there wasn't as much diversity then. You know, you were, we were just talking... The, uh, Lenny Henry is... The, uh, was the other? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's amazing how when you do look back how re- how recent, recent it is yeah. that things have started to change, you know. And I think and 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 it has started to change. I'm not saying it's but but even something like Taskmaster. Look, I mean, you were in an early series of Taskmaster, yeah. And there used to be one woman in each series yeah. out of the five, and you know that for about four or five series. So even that was, you know, that that's a pretty recent series, and it took them to, you know, five or six years ago to think, oh, should we maybe have, like, two women in each other? Yeah. We could, maybe we could have three women in a series, yeah. you know. So it's, it's, it's you know, it's, a, it's, it's a incredible. I mean, we were doing Time Jam Police 20 years ago, and I think we, we would sort of go... I mean, I remember having discussions about saying, should, you know, this is a, there's a lot of white people in this show, should we have some uh, diversity in the show? And, we, you know, and then we'd feel quite pleased if we put somebody in who, who wasn't white. But if you look back at it, it's a very white show still. So we st- you know, we might have like an occasional guest. I think there's probably one episode where the major character is, is a black guy. Yeah. But, you know, we'd, we'd had an Asian guy come in as a, as a character and you kind of think, oh, well, you know, we've got an Asian guy. In. And I look back and go, yeah, I mean, he had four lines and he was, you know. And it, so I th- I th- it's incredible. I think you're right to point it out. And it's, and it's incredible that in such recent history... Um, yeah, so, things were so unequal, yeah. but it, but it's you know if people talk about comedian comedy is about kind of creating conversation as much as anything. So any of these comedians and anyone, and I include the people I don't like who I think are doing stuff that I think is just racist. Yeah. They're at least it's at least a conversation. You're at least you're at least throwing something in, and then people can make their decision. And I think I think it, I think overall the the tide of history is moving in the right direction as much as there's there's a lot of it going swelling in different directions mm. <laughs> slightly far be, you know behind america yeah but then alternative stand up started slightly later in this country than in america so. yeah but you did did you start doing stuff you did you perform in america quite early on you say you came up through black clubs right in the yeah, in the uk uh, did you do stuff in america as well or was it was it was it all uk based i i've done gigs out there yeah. completely illegally right <laughs> um, because uh, I don't have a green card, a work visa, so... Um, this goes out into the world. America. Yeah, this, <laughs> this goes out everywhere. So I've, <laughs> I've done stuff in it. You know, I did The World Stands... Remember that show, The World Stands yeah. Up, which was broadcasting Comedy Central in America, and uh, that was years ago. And, and then I just did spots out in America. And, and the American clubs pay, what, $30 or something. It was right. it, you know, the pay out in America. Unless you're a big touring comedian or... Uh, 
or you're on TV shows out there. Yeah. There's nothing to be earned in America. And so you've already got a... So maybe I'll go out there and tour and do family-friendly comedian out there. If this, <laughs> if this is going out in America, I'm going to come to America. And, uh, okay. But, um, I think you should. I think you have you done should. America? No, I've not, you know, I've not cracked the UK yet. So <laughs> I've been working hard here. <laughs> I've done, I've, did, I've been to Montreal a couple of times. And, yeah, to Montreal, but I yeah. Didn't, but I didn't like that. No, I've never done anything in America, but I don't, I don't have any ambition to... I never really did have any ambition to go out there. I was, I, you know, I just would like to... I'd like to do well here and stay in my house and be yeah. around my family. But you made a lot of money back in the day, didn't it? No, I didn't, no. Is it? I mean, I make more money. I make more money now. Than Is I, it? Yeah, we didn't make anything in the 90s. I remember coming to your house back in two thousand. Well, that was that was time, gentlemen, please. So I yeah. made I made a, a big load of money, you know, but not by any other standards. I did quite well for two years writing time, gentlemen, please. I remember coming to your house and like, I just kept on walking up the stairs. <laughs> <but> like, <laughs> I walked up the stairs and you were like, "We got a gig." Yeah. And then by the time I got done, st- we'd missed the gig. <laughs> we, I remember we drove somewhere, some student gig somewhere. Yeah. Do you remember? I don't remember. But it was me, you, and somebody else, and yeah. we drove there, and I met you at your house, and I was like, I couldn't believe the size of this place. Well, yeah, in, in Hammersmith as well. It wasn't yeah, it was, in some shithole. No, it was all right. It was Shepherd's Bush. So it was a bit of a yeah, It was near the Empire, wasn't it? <laughs> it's near there. I remember seeing Amy Winehouse at the Empire just yeah. before she broke, uh, got big, and I met her in a club, and then and then I come to your house, and you're, I'm thinking, this guy's... This is what comedy is. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is the uh, well. If that carried benchmark. on, I so I, what I what I think I, I do these TV shows so occasionally, like these, the, you know, you go onto something and it's like a bit of hard work, but they pay you really well Time for doing one for doing no for the, like this show I did this weekend. So it's a Channel Four show, and you do a couple of days filming for it, and and you, you know you get a few thousand pounds for it. Is it? Yeah, but the people who do those shows all the time. Are on that kind of money, or you know, I'll do one a year and think, oh, that that'll help for you know, that'll help me get through December or whatever. But they're on it every, you know, they do five or six of those a week, mm. and like that's what I kind of find interesting about when you get into that that treadmill of being on TV, you're working all the time and you're make, you're just making huge amounts of money if you're doing the right shows, and. You know, but are you getting any time to enjoy the money? Yeah. Or, you, know, you, it's, you can't step off the treadmill for fear of not getting back on again. So that's exactly what I think when I watch Babe Station. Like how <laughs> they're on every day, so yeah. they're on some big money. Those yeah. uh, massive jugs and yeah, they're limited lifespan though. That's the thing. There's uh... you'd phone them up though, isn't it? <laughs> I've been on Babe Station. Have you? Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, but I mean, you've got a very good body under there. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I've seen it. some pictures of you uh, with your shirt off. Oh, thanks, man. It's a, you work hard at that, keeping yourself looking good. I sent you on Snapchat, didn't I? You did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask you a stupid question. We've done this. It's very interesting stuff, uh, Paul. And uh, yeah, I, mean, I, could, I could stay on this podcast for days. You, I mean, you could. If anyone else drops out. <laughs> but just keep it. <laughs> If you could just turn up every Monday and we'll just let you know. <laughs> if you're on standby. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like being on standby at the clubs is. back in the day, remember? It is. Well, they have, you know, but they do this. Put, reserve act they yeah, used to have. Used to reverse, if someone didn't turn up. I was a reserve act for, like, well, during COVID. They might have asked you for this as well, but like Taskmaster, oh, yeah. when they were filming Taskmaster, they would have you, they paid me. 
think, £750 to just be ready to go in if anyone got COVID and just yeah. and sit in the chair and be there for the, for the day. So I didn't have to go. I think so I did that as well. Yeah, for nice, uh, isn't it? I think I was the um, standby for Catherine Ryan. Because right. we're very similar. Yeah. <laughs> you are pretty similar. So, you know, that's, that's the best way to make money is to become a standby that doesn't get used and they still yeah. pay you. No, I think I was standby for... And then I was actually... The, the other, there was another female act in one of the seasons who got yeah. ill and then she ended up just doing the show. She was in a double act. Without yeah, because it Katie Wicks. Katie Wicks, yeah. yeah. Were you there that day? Uh, no. How do you know that then? Because I remember watching it, she was she was she wasn't well, so they replaced her with. I didn't. Catherine Ryan sit in on the. She sat in for one, and in the other episode, it was almost me. Oh, really? And then she turned up, and I was like, "This fucking." <laughs> if you only something happened to you, I could have been your replacement. <laughs> I could have been your Nick Mohammed. <laughs> You're not going around hurting people, are you? In order to get these jobs. Um, <laughs> You know, know what? I'll ask you some questions. This you know, one... Saddam Hussein used to have a double, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Mohammed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let me. I'll ask you this question because you tour a lot. What's the worst experience you've ever had in a hotel? There must be a lot of bad hotels. Oh yeah. What's What's the worst? Thing I that's actually happened? filmed the hotels and put them online. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I've uh, just uh, I've walked in the. Uh, but this tour, I, there's so many. If you asked me this earlier, I would have had to try and pick one. Yeah. Uh, one time, I remember, um, they went to the toilet, and then I shut the lid, and the whole toilet just exploded. Oh, wow. <laughs> the porcelain just smashed. Right. And then there was water all over the floor, and, and then you'd call the wrist, went to research that it's broken. They said, we'll sort it out after you check out. Right. <laughs> so you've got to then, you know... Work around the... Just use the floor. <laughs> That's pretty bad. When you tour, what kind of level of hotels are you staying at? Oh, uh, one star. Yeah? You, could you one. keep it cheap on the... Yeah, one, one Even star. when you're selling out these big venues, you think I'm going to go... Never be a sellout. Right. You sell out rooms, but don't be a sellout. Okay. So that's the trick is it keeps you humble. Yeah. So you remain in... I've stayed in the biggest shitholes in England <laughs> um, because you want to stay true to your craft... I'm like, um, it was that guy that Johnny Depp played in that uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, yeah. I take that approach to my comedy. I was going to say Willy Wonka. I was going to be my guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't. The... I'll only live in a massive chocolate factory. <laughs> every, I find the massive chocolate factory in every town, and that's where I stay. <laughs> and if there are no one pullumpers, I'm out. <laughs> so I take the. Um, yeah, Hunter S. Thompson approach to, yep. uh, you know, I, I keep it real. I stay in places that are haunted. <laughs> it's... Uh, you know, shit stains on the bed sheets. Yeah. <laughs> Generally. I mean, that's after you've been in there, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it real by wiping my ass in the bed. Yeah. I mean, they're dirty places, hotels. They can't, oh. they're, they're going to be dirty anyway, even if they. Filth. Even if they make an effort to clean them, there's. There's stuff that's happened. Every hotel room you've been in, something disgusting yeah, has e- happened. Even when you call the local uh, working individual to your room. Yeah. Because you can't use the other terms now. Or it's yeah. working person to your room. And then they see the room, they're like, fuck, they assign staying in. <laughs> it's like the film Mona Lisa yeah. with Bob Hoskins yeah. and Kathy Tyson. Yeah. 
you remember that? I do. Well, well, I don't think the reference is too old for this. It's a long uh, way back. That's where you give away your age. Yeah. You, know, you look young, <laughs> and then suddenly referencing very old movies. Um, uh, fans only? You do have fans? Fans? Yeah. fans. Well, tell me about fans only. What? What is? Is, is, is it's an only fans? Only fans. Yeah, I did. Uh, is it your own version, or yeah. is it? Or is it? Yeah, like celebrity cooking school. I did with Kerry Katona. Yeah. And she she recommended uh, only fans, and she get she gets it's like a recommendation, so you get it's like a pyramid scheme. Right. So if she recommends the only fan, you get use her referral code. Yeah. She then gets a percentage or fifty pound voucher to use at Amazon or something. Okay. And 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 she she recommended myself and uh, Katie Price. Yeah. Because us three are very similar. Yeah. Do you have to do everything together? Is it yeah, only yeah. only available as a, th- as a yeah. threesome? Yeah, uh, as a threesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was potentially thinking OnlyFans is the way forward now, where you can uh, you know put pictures up and um, you know. Yeah. Is it working out for you? Yeah. Yeah, you get you get you, you know. What can I get from what can I get from? Well, for ten pounds. Yeah. It's a picture. Yeah. Um, 20 pounds I'll send what, you. What picture of what though? Just me. Okay. And, 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 and then 20 pounds I'll whatever you want in the video. Yeah. You know, I'll perform and okay. and then what kind of stuff are you into? <laughs> I'm going to have a think about it. <laughs> 20 quid's pretty good. Can I get it's you do anything? Bad. Can I get you do anything for 20 quid? Well, there's a cost of living crisis. There is. And I I wouldn't ever exploit that, by the way. Not like on this morning when they did a wheel of fortune <laughs> and they yeah, that was incredible. Like, somebody said, it's a really good idea. I think we should do a Wheel of Fortune and uh, and then pay their gas bill for a month. It really has to exploit the general British public. That's hilarious. Do you remember that? I do. And then he jumped the queue and then yeah. it was fucked. It was a little, they've, they've been a little bit out of touch in a difficult... difficult That's why day. I stay in shitholes. Yeah, to stay in touch. To stay in touch with the people. Yeah. When you go downstairs and you go to reception, you see the drunk, degenerate human beings... That you think the most depraved dregs of society yeah. are in that hotel, and then you go and do the show in the evening, and they're in the front row. <laughs> That's why I do it. You know, I want yeah. to stay real. I know. I've stayed in some. I used to stay in some very, very bad hotels, and it, you just come to the point where you're slightly afraid for your life. Though, if you stay, That's in. what I like, and I like yeah. taking the tour manager there. Yeah, and you know, the he tour manager is somebody who drives you, and he says. And and they're in the same hotel as me. Some people they st- get put them in the yeah. shitholes, and then they the the act stays in the. I don't. Yeah, do but that. I don't think it's better for the tour manager if you stay in the shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> not going. Oh yeah, Paul Chowdhury's great. He put me in a shit hotel, but he stayed there as well. Yeah. What they want is to go. I st- I've toured with Richard Terry. He put me in a nice hotel with him. They don't want. They don't want to go. They don't think you're the great guy. They think I'm the great guy. It's the guy who goes to the nice hotel and puts the tour manager in the shithole. It's no, but it's no different for the tour manager if he's in the shithole and you're in the shithole. He's still in the shithole. Yep, yeah, we're sharing a room. <laughs> <laughs> that really saves some money. It saves a lot of money if you get it's, just get uh, two people in one room, fifteen quid a night. What's the lowest you've paid for? Uh, fifteen quid a night's the lowest I've paid for bed and breakfast. Yes, fifty quid last week. Fifteen. Oh, fifteen quid. Yeah. What was that in 1932? Lincoln. It was no, it was it was probably 14 years ago, um, and it was there was nowhere else available. I got my car broke down and I had to stay in Lincoln, I think, and I got a room above a pub, 
and the door had recently been kicked in and not really been mended. <laughs> and there was, uh, the bed was horrible and there was just noise shouting from other rooms all night long. I didn't. I didn't even take the breakfast. I just got out as soon was as... Was this I... a hotel or an asylum? I mean, it, it was like an asylum. But it was only 15 quid, and I didn't get killed it's or raped. It's worth so... it, then. Can you give me the details? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you the details. <laughs> and I stayed... Uh, probably the, the, the famous hotel in Swansea that I didn't end up staying in because I managed to get a lift home where the toilet was in the same room as the bed. Oh. Uh, uh, I think that was about £20. That's worth it. Yeah. That's worth it. It's, yeah. Uh... I mean, it's all right if you're on your own to just have the toilet. You know, so it's romantic if you go to a hotel and the bath's in the bedroom, but yeah. it's not so romantic if the toilet's in the... <laughs> just, the it was the, in, like, an alcove, but, but it didn't hotel, have a door on it, that sort of stuff. But some, to- some hotels, the toilet is the bath. Yeah. So you can, you, you can use it for both yeah. situations. I mean, everything in, everything in any hotel room has been used as a toilet. Yeah. At some point. So but, the bath has... The, the kettle has definitely been used as a toilet. Definitely has. Definitely has. The Nespresso machine has been used as a toilet. Well, I did uh, a tour date recently, and uh, Johnny Rotten was in the same room. Right. I I opened the kettle, and it was all bits of of tea bag in the kettle, because... I'm like, what, what's happened to the kettle? And they said, oh, Johnny Rotten was here yesterday. So he puts the tea bag in the kettle right. and boils the water. Right. So he uses, a teapot, he uses the kettle as a teapot. As a teapot. Because he's a sex, you know, like... He, he, that's the kind of thing the sex pistols... Yeah, and that's, re- that's rock and roll when yeah. he's 70. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Antichrist back then. Uh, and uh, he'd use the F word in, yeah. a, in a mainstream interview. It was just controversial. Now it's tea bags in... I mean, that is worse than the F word, in my opinion. Yeah, I was very offended by that. But it's also like it, the tea's going to be horrible, isn't it, if you boil it with the tea? The ke- well, that's It's got to be boiling what you put the tea bag in. You can't boil the water from cold no. with the tea bag in it. That's what you did. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have had him on the show, but I'm not going to do but it. But he does a Q&A thing now. Right. So um, it's not... It's a little jump goes into, like... Marty Pello, everyone's doing these tours now, aren't they, where right. they're not actually doing their act. They're just talking about their careers, yeah. which no one gives a shit about. It's a bit like... It's like this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a bit like this. Well, look. What else? Well, I, I watched... Um, we're going to have to go in a sec. It's Are you joking? Less, no, it's gone, it's gone very fast. Oh, come um, on, man. Uh, we'll, do a bit, we'll do a little bit longer. Uh, uh, Who's on next? Uh, Sophia Specs the next week. You'll be in, you have to wait a ne- another week. To see. Oh. Um, I've watched live in it on, Am- on Amazon Prime. It's there on Amazon Prime if anyone wants to watch it. Oh yeah, you've got, I mean, you've got a few specials, but they're they're here and there about. But that's at yeah. Amazon Prime. That's pretty good. To yeah, get on most Amazon of it Prime. been been banned. Yeah. Uh, What's happening, white people? Was the Universal and PC's World, uh, which I actually performed on this very stage. Right. Uh, also very hard to find. Right. And then live in it on Amazon Prime globally, but banned in certain countries. Right. Um, but it's available in the UK. So watch it until it gets banned. Yeah. Uh, but you could put all the... Presumably you could put these... Or maybe you don't own the rights, but you could put them... A lot of comics are just putting them out on their websites for free now as a sort of advert yeah. for their other work. I should try and do that. I think it's a good yeah, idea. We should, uh, we should talk about that. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk. <laughs> I can't help you, but hey, we can... I think we t- that's it. That's all it is. Do that. <laughs> and it's done. You're just trying to help me with my career. Yeah, no, so I'd like to help your career. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 can t- I can tell you how to sell out Wembley. It'll be fine. 
Um, and well, there's a couple of things with crime. You, you were, you were, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but you've had a couple of associations with Crime Watch. Oh, yeah, that was in the last show. Yeah. Yeah. I got, yeah, we didn't we speak about it. We might have talked, well, there was, they might have talked about it. So you would like offered to act in uh, as a, a terrorist, as one of the one of the bombers, the 7-7 seven, oh, seven yeah. bombers. Oh, was years ago, 2007. Yeah. 7-7. Seven, seven. So yeah. I, I was at the Edinburgh um, Festival doing the caves. Um, and that show was about that. It was about that incident when I got called uh, from Crime Watch saying that they're doing a reconstruction of the 7-7 bombings and I resembled one of the bombers. Nice. So uh, could you be in the reconstruction? Yeah. I, I said, people mistake EastEnders characters for real people. <laughs> what the fuck are they going to do to me? <laughs> True. And surely, I mean, you know, with the best will in the world, they weren't going to catch that guy. Well, they all died in the bomb. Yeah, bombing. they all blew themselves up. <laughs> but so. then... Unfortunately, people do believe in reincarnation. Okay, so yes, you've got to get. They the... would have probably come for me, you know. It yeah. is that geezer, mate. <laughs> I saw him on. I'm not saying that he would have been with that accent. Oh, right. that's that individual. <laughs> Let's beat him up. And then you looked like someone else in in a, in a crime watch. That's what oh, your recent yeah, show is. In the last show, yeah. I basically looked like a terrorist. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the. I mean, I don't think you do, but I think oh, thanks, people, people have a perception. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. It's the yeah. nicest thing you said to me. That's all right. The night, you don't look like a terrorist. I mean, I think you look like a sort of a proprietor of a Victorian circus or something, is what I would say. <laughs> that... look, back in the day, this would be a circus, me and you on. <laughs> this place probably was a circus back in the day. And yeah. imagine me and you on stage in the 1800s. Yeah. What would it have been? You with this weird moustache <laughs> and this Indian guy sat next to you on stage and a bunch of white people staring at us. <laughs> what show would this have been? Uh, people would pay for anything back in the 1970s. This would have been lucky. some kind of weird auction. <laughs> Which of us would be sold being first. sold off? You look tastier. Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, you know, this is, a, I think I, I, I usually get, I, I do a few acting jobs, but I usually get to play a pervert or some kind. But I think if there are any, you know, if there are any acting people watching, this is, you know, this is what you would get. You get this playing as a pervert? I end up getting people who, like, I, I get people who are visiting prostitutes a lot. I get people, and I've never, I've never employed a sex worker in my life. Why not? No, just because I... You can't uh, say a prostitute I've anymore. Had, I know, I said sex worker, but I said the... <laughs> The character is someone who goes to prostitutes. Um, <laughs> You've got to say hooker. Yeah, the hookers. Hooker. Um, uh, and people who wank in bushes on that was Taskmaster. And uh, I, was, I, got, I did a short film where I was a man who cut off his own genitals, which is, is that's it? come back to haunt me. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, I get, I get, play, I get uh, Master Play sort of sleazy men a lot. But you were a notorious swordsman back That's in the day. That's what you keep saying, but yeah. I'm a very attractive man. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. No, I am. Oh, sorry. That's... <laughs> You're all right. Um... But what was it like back in the day with... Peter Stringfellow was known. <laughs> yeah. But you were... Uh, the amount of women that you... Were, and yeah. some young boys that you went through... <laughs> How did you do it? Yeah, because I'm a very nice person. So you kind of manipulated your way. 
I tell you, if you want the, my, my suggestion to anyone who wants to be a slag, which is, I believe, what I was... You <laughs> can't use that term anymore. You can if you're using it about yourself, uh, is... To be honest it's about is to be honest about what your intentions are, and I found honesty was was a, a fantastic thing because I think most people just lie, mm. and so as long as you're honest and say this is what's going on, I think then then everyone's everyone because yeah, I'm well out of practice. Yeah, so. no, you're not. You've, you know, not nothing going on. You're not, you're not married, man. No, I'm in just. Uh, you know, I'm basically um, androgynous. Right. That's. The- um, I'm asexual. Um, yeah, androgynous means you're like a man. I think. Is it? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So you are androgynous. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I mean, a... I quite like it. I'm like a man, but I'm not a man. That is. I'm a I'm a straight androgynous man. Okay. Cisgender. Yeah. Cis male. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, no, I, I I do I love women. Yeah. But uh, I just haven't been around one for a long time. That's a, that's a shame. How come? Well, it'd be, it'd be nice for you to have... If you like women, it'd be nice for you to be no, around I've, one. I've, I've walked past a few. Yeah, no. That's, <laughs> and I'm sure you've sniffed the no, air no, as no, you pass. No, I don't sniff them. <laughs> um, you just have to, you know, talk to people, Paul, and see how it goes. Is it? Yeah, it's pretty But then easy. they're going to go, aren't you the terrorist from the 7-7? <laughs> <seven, seven?" laughs> they do. <laughs> they go, are you that pervert who cut off his own genitals? <laughs> and then they go, oh, I'm interested in this. After this show, I might talk to the bearded woman in the front row. I mean, Lou is. Lou will be well up for it. That's all (laughs) I can say. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Approval from Lou. Uh, Who does not have a beard, I should should say, Lou, just in case Uh, people take that seriously. (laughs) It was a kind of a joke. Um, You know, you're you're an interesting man, Paul. Is it? Yeah. How come? Because, you know. I've never really seen myself like that. It's hard to penetrate who's... No, don't penetrate. I don't want to penetrate. (laughs) Because, like, you know, there's half of you as this very silly, rude man, and there's this very thoughtful person as well, and and Mm. then there's this, like, little, you know, crust of... Crust, is that the right word? Yeah, let's Uh, say crust. Pizza crust. Crust of loneliness and, and sorrow within you. Yeah, crust, just... a little crust. I want to say a little kernel, maybe. Is it? I'm like Howard Hughes. Yeah, I'm a recluse. Yeah, and the only time I go out is to do shows or the Richard Herring podcast. Yeah, but that's true of a lot. But I, but I'm like that. You know, you're I don't a socialite. Really, I'm not very. I don't really. I'm not sociable. I don't really, like, and I never really like going out. And I stayed in a lot. Yeah, so but you've got a woman at home, so it's. I've uh... got now. I was saying, but before I before I had a family, I I was I was in at home more than I was going out. Really? I was very shy and I didn't... And I was very... I, I, I felt quite awkward in most social situations. Yeah, because shyness as an adult comes across as arrogance. <laughs> yeah, it can So do. when you're shy as a child and unfortunately when it follows you into adulthood, you're just seen as an arrogant man. Yeah. Because people don't see shyness in an adult. It's, you know, so... Uh, well, I think with someone like you, they wouldn't. So they wouldn't... You, you seem brash and confident and yet, but I think there's a... Vul- you know, and I think that's what makes you work as a comedian as well, which is good, but I would like you to work, you know, have a happy life <laughs> as well as being a good comedian. But there's a vulnerability to you beneath the... Sw- you're, there's a swagger on stage and there's a, a confidence on stage that, you, that, you know, most... Nobody is like that in real life. So the Paul Chowdhury mm. on stage is not the real you. 
The Paul yeah. Chowdhury we're seeing tonight is not the same as the Paul Chowdhury from the, the specials, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, people come up to you and say, are you not as funny off stage, are you? <laughs> like, you literally, if you were like that off stage, you'd yeah. probably get arrested. Yeah, well, you definitely would yeah. get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> as I say, stage performing is for stage performing, yeah. and uh, people have come out for a good night out, and if you were a shy man on stage, there's the problem. But it's weird how we are so shy off stage, some of us, and on stage... We become the, our true selves to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, it sort of. I, I feel that, and uh, some people, have, Lou Sanders said it about me because I think when she, she's because she's my wife's friend, she sort of, and I've worked with her a lot. But I, she, you know, she sees me off stage and on stage, and I think she thinks I'm quite a dull old man off stage. Mm. But then she says, when he comes on stage, he just comes alive, and he's you know, full, you know. So it, there is an element of that where, where you know, it's an amazing thing, and I think there is something odd about comedians. And it's often, you know, Robin Ince goes on about this a lot, and I know you lost your mum when you were very young, and so it's often something has happened in the past that I think maybe affects comics. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jerry Seinfeld says uh, we're the only person facing the wrong way in a room. Yeah. So uh, it's an interesting dynamic of why we have to make a room full of strangers laugh. Yeah. There's We're always, always trying to g- gain some acceptance from from people. Uh, and tonight I've tried to make this audience laugh pretending I'm Nick Mohammed. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. But the biggest... Cha- I, 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 that's why I took this gig tonight. I like a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Comedy is all about a challenge. And, uh, you know, you put any crowd in front of me, I'll die on my ass. <laughs> but no, I'll, I'll try to... <laughs> But you will, you know, it's a comedian's instinct. Comedians are different sort of people. You are still doing your tour. Your current tour show is still. You've got a few more dates in twenty twenty three, right? So there's a few yeah, people, people yeah. can come and see this show. You've got a few more dates and uh, potential extensions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been touring this for about a long time now. Yeah. Stop and start. So, um, but yeah, it's very family friendly. Yeah. But it says no children. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, you're welcome to to come along. Okay. Uh, and I do do now. I do birthdays, weddings, yeah. um, bar mitzvahs. Okay. Uh, if you want to book me, if anyone out there is listening or in the audience want to book me, I'm available for those types of things. Okay. So I did one recently, actually. Yeah. Did a birthday party, fortieth birthday party last week. Right. It's really good. Yeah. I saw you talking about doing a gig in someone's house. Isn't oh, it? I've done, yeah, do gigs yeah. in people's houses, bedrooms, yeah. toilets. Uh, well, that birthday party was a weird one because um, what you, you get information about the person, whoever you're talking about, and I talked about this guy, he was a very rich 40-year-old, and I said, you, you know, just to throw away, you must be a drug dealer, which is just a throwaway line, and his dad said, tell everybody you're joking. <laughs> And then his son, his other son, said, can, excuse me, can you tell everyone you're joking? And I had to make it clear that he, right. wasn't, a, <laughs> he wasn't a drug dealer. It yeah. was a joke. And he put his children and his parents right in front of me <laughs> to, at the performance. Oh, I've been attacked on these stages. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. I would mean, be the last person I would get into my house in front of my family. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a nice surprise for you. This guy is just going to be saying horrible things to you. Um, well, I am available. Yeah, you are available to do that. So if you want me to come around to your house. I will. I'll, I'll book you. 
Yeah. Uh, but you've we, to come, come we're with the same agent, so yeah, uh, right. we'll give you a good deal on <laughs> we that can one. Sort it out. Look, it's really lovely to see you. Thanks so much for oh, coming in. It was and an honour and a privilege, in. and uh, it's always good to helping you out when people don't make it. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Paul Chowdhury! You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Paul Chowdhury. Thank you to Scant Regard for providing the music. I'm in debt to my producer, Ben Walker, and to Chris Evans, not that one, and everyone at GoFasterStripe.com. Thank you to everyone at Leicester Square Theatre for having us. You are fabulous. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Also, thank you to Kathleen McKeegan for her fantastic research website, Rahalastapa, Rahalastapa.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Last one in the series next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.